Hey, potential podcast listeners, is mental health. If you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, then our sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. You can talk to your therapist in a private, safe, online environment at your convenience. There's a broad range of expertise with BetterHelp's 20,000-plus therapist network that gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. All you do is simply fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in just under 48 hours. After that, you can schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages, and everything you share is completely confidential. Join the over 3 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Our listeners will get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com potential. That's betterhelp.com potential. Take charge of your mental health with BetterHelp. And remember, know your potential. Hey, potential podcast listeners. Let's talk about today's sponsor, Let's Get Checked. Let's Get Checked makes professional health testing easy by letting you get tested without having to visit a healthcare provider. You can order a testing kit that will be delivered to you in discreet packaging. Once your sample arrives in the laboratory, confidential results will be available from your secure online account within two to five days. These results are reviewed by a clinician, and a member of the Let's Get Checked nursing team may call you to review your results. And Let's Get Checked laboratories are CLIA approved and CAP accredited, which are the highest ranking levels of accreditation. So, if you want to avoid an uncomfortable office visit or prefer the convenience and get tested at home, visit trylgc.com potential and get 25% off your test using code POTENTIAL25. Once again, that's 25% off your test by going to trylgc.com slash potential using the promo code POTENTIAL25. Take charge of your physical health and well-being and let's get checked. Welcome back to the Potential Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Kringle Dewar, and I'm joined by my co-host, Taylor the Snowman Sokol. How are we doing, Taylor? I'm doing quite well. That was just the best intro ever. It just warmed my heart <laughs> faster than a cup of cocoa with marshmallows on top. Oh, that sounds delightful. I know. We need to get Especially, some like, as you know, As you know, it's been pretty chilly, so anything, you know, a nice hot beverage always uh, hits the spot. Mm, amen to that. Well, hello there, folks. Welcome. This is a pretty exciting time. This is our big finale episode of season one. Um, this is our 30th full episode that we've produced here on the Potential Podcast. And it was fitting to kind of, you know, round it off, I think, with a, you know, a special topic that, of course, relates to this time of year, the holidays. Um, but how, how have you been doing, Taylor? How's it been feeling getting closer to those, those big holidays coming up with, you know, Christmas or for those who celebrate 
Hanukkah or Kwanzaa. And then, of course, we're almost getting to the end of 2020. I think a lot of people are excited for a new year. This has definitely been a year that's been very different. It's been challenging. We'll say that much. Um, I also think that, of course, the slate won't be wiped clean because we are still facing the pandemic. But I think mm-hmm. with um, new changes of of leadership and with every new year, there is the hope of new beginnings. So regardless of what's going on in the world, what's going on in your own backyard, I think that, you know, we're hopeful for, you know, a fresh new start. And hey, it's it's crazy. Again, we're part of history. And the fact that, oh, it's another year gone by. I mean, uh, 2021 sounds so much like, uh, you know, so far-fetched of a futuristic thing. But, you know, we're part of this history right now. But it's so weird to be, you know, the holidays around here. I mean, Halloween and Thanksgiving came and went. And it's one thing in normal holiday situation where, you know, you get together your family. Well, I've been with my family since March. So it's not like <laughs> the same flavor, like, oh, we're getting the holidays. Well, I've seen you. I it's, feel you. it's another meal. But no, I, I am excited. I think no matter what's going on, Christmas, the holidays around December just, just put me in such a gleeful and a jolly mood. Yeah, I think we really need that this time of year. You know, we've had this really challenging year with the pandemic, and it's just been a very different type of uh, mindset for a lot of people. And uh, you're, you're totally right. It, it seems weird to think that 2021 is coming in. I, I, it feels like there probably is some movie trailer from like the 80s or the 90s. It's like, in the year 2021, you know, yeah. <laughs> like that's... And Blade Runner's not here. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, very excited for the holidays coming up and um, wanted to jump in here real quick with a little bit of some interesting news that we got just as of, I believe, yesterday by the time we're recording this. Um, HBO Max, you know, has been this new streaming service that started this year. And, you know, there's tons of streaming services now. You know, Disney yeah. Plus has just hit its one year mark uh, last month. And um, Warner Brothers announced that they're going to release all of their big movie releases next year simultaneously on HBO Max and in movie theaters that are open. This is like insane news. It's a huge, bold move, yeah. A bold move to think that we might still be in the situation all through next year, which hopefully will not be the case with the vaccine and everything. But the fact that they're they're not charging extra for their subscribers to see these, and these are some big movies. I mean, we got like, they're doing a Mortal Kombat movie. They got The Matrix 4, Dune, Suicide Squad, Godzilla versus King Kong. I mean, like, there's some big Conjuring 3. All these movies that are slated to come out next year are going to release on HBO Max for subscribers. And it makes me wonder, will other studios follow suit on, you know, like Disney? Will Disney do all their movies that are planning to come out next year they can do the same with disney plus but not well, charge it looks like extra, it looks yeah. like mulan now is for regular subscription they've changed it yes now. no longer premier access so if those of you paid you should have waited but uh you know <laughs> i think I'm, I'm like very like i'm on it today i think it's a scary thought because maybe it's a sign of things to come with the future of theaters because will theaters slowly become obsolete uh, with this new revelation because maybe but i think again money is made when those people put butts in seats and i i hope that we're not going to lose the way of the theater because 
whether it's live action or the cinema, we need it. It's just something about seeing a movie on that screen is yeah. See, a lot of those big movies like Dune, I've been waiting for a new take on Dune for so long, and just based off the trailer alone, I don't want to watch it on my you know TV screen at home. You know, I don't want to see my my iPhone with my little earbuds and my on the bed. bus. Yeah, what are you guys watching? I'm watching Dune. No, I want to be in a movie theater. So, very curious to see how this will play out next year. What other studios might follow suit? Who knows? But that was some pretty big news coming in here within you know just a few weeks of 2021 and we know that wonder woman 1984 is kind of like the guinea pig for them because that is still being released on december 25th for theaters but also on hbo max yeah. as part of their subscription so very excited to check that out when we get to it well as we said this is our final episode of the season and we're talking today about our favorite holiday movies holiday tv shows it's all things the holidays you know when we talked about Halloween, Halloween is such a big genre because there's, it's such a broad topic of so many different types of scary movies, Halloween movies, et cetera, et cetera. Well, the other holiday that has just as much, if not more, is, of course, the Christmas holiday season. Yes. There's so much media entertainment, and naturally so. It's, it's, it's a really unique time, and so it lends itself to a lot of these, like, feel-good movies but especially with a, a huge embrace of love but also comedy comedy and christmas just goes together like bread and butter before we get to our main topic today we do have some well wishes some holiday wishes from our former guest on this season isn't that exciting taylor it's very exciting you know why because we get some voices from the ghosts of christmas podcasts <laughs> oh Oh, just just play the clip. Okay. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and Kwanzaa, and New Year. This is uh, to the fans and friends of Chris and Taylor's podcast, the best podcast I've done in 2020. Not saying that I have done a lot in 2020. Not many of us have. But this was the best podcast slash Zoomcast slash interview I've ever done. Chris... Your impressions are shockingly good. Taylor, you already know your impressions are shockingly good. Both of you are electric together. I look forward to being in front of you virtually real soon. And to all the friends of the podcast, I wish you the best 2021 possible. It's not like we have a lot to shoot above. Hey, potential podcasters, this is Elizabeth Matthews, and I loved discussing The Office with you. I just wanted to wish everyone a happy holiday and remind you that Santa is coming. That's what she said. Hey, everybody, it's Jordan Michael Peterson here from episode 12, score one for the composers. I just wanted to jump on here and wish everybody a Merry Christmas, a happy holidays. Same goes to you, Chris and Taylor. Uh, I love the podcast. I think you guys are doing awesome work, so keep it up. Merry Christmas to you guys and uh, all the listeners out there. Keep on, keep on listening. Bye, everybody. Merry Christmas. Hey, everyone. It's Tim Fitzsimons here. I wanted to take a moment and thank all of you so much for tuning in to the Potential Podcast this season. I had a blast discussing the sequel trilogy of Star Wars with Chris and Taylor, and I hope that you did too. Uh, I want to wish you all happy holidays. Please stay safe. Have a wonderful, wonderful holiday season, and may the Force be with you always. Chris, Taylor, Taylor, 
Chris. Eddie Jenkins here from New York City, and as I look across the vista outside my home, I see this barren wasteland of a year, destitute, desolate, and other words beginning with D. It has been a disaster, and yet there has been one light, one shining beacon of hope in this time, and that is the output of yourselves, discussing Ghostbusters, discussing Mulan, discussing The Godfather, and discussing sports films as well, and a bit of Lego and Borat thrown in too. Yes, Naz, just wanted to say happy holidays, happy Christmas, and uh, best wishes to you and all your family and your listeners too. Love your work. Hi, Chris and Taylor. It's me, Ron Rockstar. Thank you guys so much for letting me be a part of the Potential Podcast. It was so much fun, and I hope many more of your listeners will continue to enjoy your great podcasts. But, um, guys, I've had a couple of visitors stop by, and um, I hope these xenomorphs give you a chance to be a part of another podcast in the future. Cookie? Hey everyone, this is Erin from The Love of Game Shows. I had so much fun talking about my favorite game shows I watched as a child and reliving some of the game shows that I ran when I was a cruise director with Taylor for Holland America Line. Thank you so much for listening to The Potential Podcast, everyone. Happy holidays. Wow. The Ghost of Christmas podcast. I don't know what I I don't know where that came from, but it was really. Cheesy. Are you drinking, Taylor? Are you having a little a uh, little spiked eggnog? What's going on there? It's uh, we won't talk about that. But that was so we'll nice to go later. back to to hear from those from those guys and gals. It yeah, was- I mean, we really really appreciate it. they wanted to come on the podcast this season. They all had you know great episodes. It's so fun to have a guest on because as much as we enjoy hearing ourselves talk all the time, which is what we just naturally do. It's fun to have a third party to bounce around ideas. And it's a fun dynamic. Topics. It's just a different mm-hmm. dynamic because you never know. We don't know what to expect. Again, like all these episodes, we don't. We kind of plan what we're going to talk about, but it's not scripted. We don't know what's going to happen. Uh, yes, nothing here is scripted, and uh, yeah, it's exciting to. We definitely plan to always have guests each season, so um, we'll definitely keep that tradition going next year. But um, all right, here we are. We're our final topic for this season holiday movies holiday tv shows if if you can pick off the bat taylor it's so hard because i feel like mine changes all the time mm-hmm. each year but is there like one particular go-to holiday movie that is like your all-time favorite like you could watch it any time of the year it's like it's the one or it's the one like when the christmas season starts coming up you're like that's the first one i gotta watch it's a hard choice. There's so many great ones. So yeah, there you know. I think mine there. There's a lot of choices that I think they're very stereotypical. There's some people that go for some of the go tos. Honestly, mine. If I have to think about it, it's a tradition that every year I have to watch it around Christmas. You can watch it anytime. Would have to be It's a Wonderful Life. And I was I was raised into that movie around Christmas time, and and something about that film that always just makes me appreciate the holiday more. Uh, with the message. So I always, I was, I always go back to that. I think my second one leading up to that though, would be the Santa Claus. Those are my two all time ones that I, I have to go to the very, very different, but yeah. Very different. Topo Gijo. <laughs> um, 
Funny enough, I've only seen It's a Wonderful Life once. Really? In my entire life. I've only seen it one time. It's not a film that, by all means, is not something I think is a bad movie. It's just not one that was a tradition in my family. And I remember I did watch it a few years ago. It is a great film. It's a lovely film. I think it's one of those films that really, you know, a lot of the Christmas movies are often about some kind of hijinks or something going on with a, a certain plot point. And by the end, it's always about the embrace of family, the embrace of loved ones, et cetera, et cetera. The unique one about It's Wonderful Life is it gets really deep with this whole idea of what would life look like if you didn't exist, if you weren't there? You know, that's it gets that a little dark. And a fun fact about when it came out, it wasn't well received because of the whole message where he's deciding, thinking about ending his life. And I think mm -hmm. at that time, that was a little dark uh, for that time of uh, cinema. But it is very, it's very, it's a kind of a topsy-turvy kind of, it's a holiday film, but it's a little bit like Twilight Zoney at the very end yeah. where he kind of is in an alternate universe where he never existed. So it is it's a little, um, can be a little scary at times, but it's that, and something about having this black and white film, which if you watch it, when I, having watched it for the original black and white, I always do. There is a colorized version you can, but it's like, it's not the same. You got to watch it mm -hmm. as it's, you know, that thing. No, no, black and white original. I think it also, it might have a little bit of a playoff of, you know, Christmas Carol has, you know, that has been a classic, you know, Charles Dickens novel that has been adapted so many times into various movies and even TV shows. And that has a whole plot point in it where, you know, as Scrooge is going through and he's being taken on this journey by these three spirits, there is a whole point where he kind of sees this future where not only he sees a point when poor tiny Tim is dead, but he also then sees his own grave and he sees some of these. Nobody's, nobody's there. Of, of, no one's there. No one cares that he's dead. You know, people are, you know, Oh, the old guy's gone. You know, his, he was just such a rich person. You know, he sees this side. So I think maybe that was a little play onto that, but yeah. For me, like if there's a traditional black and white kind of movie that my family does is it's the Christmas Carol. This is the version from 1938. And in oh, this wow. one, Reginald Owen plays Ebenezer Scrooge. This is the one we watch every year. Um, we should tape it or we just, you know, try. it's always playing on one of the channels, usually some of the, you know, uh, classic movie channels. And it's just such a fun version. I think the guy who plays, you know, Reginald Owen in this, he plays Scrooge. He's got such a funny way of really being that stickler. And then he really, you see him sweeten up as the movie goes along. And there's, it, there's that childish wonder in him that yeah. he's just always been my favorite for that. You know, I've seen a few others that I enjoy. Um, I mean, we, we have had such unique takes as, you know, we have the my, Muppet my, version, which is fun, you know, with, uh, with Michael Caine playing Scrooge. I will not give you more money. Um, <laughs> with the Muppets, <laughs> and then we have the um, Disney, well, the other Disney version with uh, Scrooge McDuck, uh, and Mickey uh -huh. is, which is one of my favorites. Uh, that was my first introduction to "It's a Christmas," uh, the Christmas Carol was that version of it. Uh, I just like mm. Scrooge McDuck, like you know. Oh yeah, There's something about his character. He was just, I mean, he was. It was like the pinnacle. But there is so many takes of the Scrooge character, and of course. I was really sad that, well, Chris and I, we had a great visit and we've talked about this in an episode when we were in DC and uh, never got to show him there, but one day we'll take him there. But I, great fond memories of seeing uh, Christmas Carol at Ford's Theater, a lot, the live version. Oh, of the very nice. Tradition, unfortunately, this is not going to be you for it, 
but it, it, it's that story is so great. And you're, and you're right. What that story has led into other Christmas movies is a sense of because it's Christmas is so close to a new year. Something about that movie is about kind of looking back on your life and realizing it's time to make a change, or maybe I haven't lived the life I should have or what my life has impacted others. So there is that kind of theme of Christmas movies where there's a little bit of, there's either kind of reflecting on yourself or also just the the classic, you know, family hijinks of, you know, I need to be a better person to my family. So I, you notice there's that common theme, I think in a lot of these films. And it does, it does play into a lot of Christmas movies. Uh, often there's a problem you know, whether it's a child or it's an adult that has to go through, you know, some kind of fun adventure to not only experience a little bit of action and a little something that they've been longing for that's mm-hmm. kind of lackluster in their life. But then by the end, they realize the thing they've always really were looking for was right there all along. Um, Case Green Point, you know, probably one of the best uh, Christmas movies with a very solid sequel won't really talk about the other sequels that have come out that are not really part of it in my mind, but Home Alone and Home Alone 2 Lost in New York, this fun, you know, kind of movie that it seems like if you were to pitch that movie, it seems like it wouldn't work. Like, you know, well, it this, sounds like a horror like, film, you know, a kid uh, gets left by his left at home by his parents. They don't care about him, apparently. And <laughs> he has to defend it by robbers, you know, armed men. Yeah. And it sounds like it's a recipe for disaster. And it's actually funny. There was a lot of issues when they were first trying to put this film together, but you see the final product and it's such a staple or a steeple of, you know, holiday classics that you actually could watch the movie year round. And I have, I love that movie. And yeah, movies. it's, I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's a Christmas movie and what the time of year it's set, but a lot of that plot has nothing really to do with Christmas. Like it could happen any time of the year where, you know, family is so busy and they're not really paying attention they get to yeah, their could airport have been easter could have been fourth of july could have yeah, been could anything but what a great movie and you know you have the solid cast with of course macaulay calkin just cheesing up that screen i mean like he 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 really was a dynamite child actor where he he just he had the timing he had the the charm he had the the humor and he also had the sensitivity there was you know we, we have to see a side of kevin that is not the jerk the entire time, which is, again, as you said, one of these characters that goes through this kind of hectic journey where he's in high peril, although it's kind of funny because, of course, he's playing like mousetrap with these two idiot Mm -hmm. robbers that are constantly beat up to the point that they should be dead, but in a very cartoon style. If you want some fun, side note, if you want some fun, go on YouTube. There is this series where you can see it's like, Basically, if, if normal people went through all these things that happened, they like they would be dead this many times or like and it was like oh. <laughs> like it's countless times, but it's like reality, those guys would have been dead in the first 10 minutes. Yeah. Um and I mean yeah. it, it really it is funny, but it, it it's true. It's like you look at I mean, like Daniel Stern and Joe Pesci what a are comic gold. You know, what a great, especially you're getting you know, Joe Pesci, who's known for, the apart from, guy. you know, my cousin Vinny, yeah. he's this tough guy in, you know, Goodfellas, Casino. He's, he's this guy that's, he's, you know, the mob guy. And he's 
you know, it's so great that they got him on board. Chris Columbus, the director, got Joe on board. And with Daniel Stern, you know, this tall, goofy guy that just the two of them, the pair, it works so well. And there's this sense of danger and the sense of, you know, the way they, they, they kind of scheme with each other. But at the same time, they're idiots. And, and the movie kind of plays into that because they fall into every single one of Kevin's traps. And then, yeah. then you know, taking that and heightening it for the second one, where now he's in New York and, you know, a couple years have passed. They've escaped from jail and the same thing happens. But now he's in New York City, huge city. And again, this this like funny last 20 minutes where <laughs> just like, all the worst things that can happen to you happen in the span of like 10 minutes. And it's just, yeah, it's like nonstop humor. It's why those movies really work. But again, he's missing his mom and Catherine and O'Hara, a, you know. A beautiful role for her because she is like that great role of the, the parent desperate to get back to their kids. And she has that little change over the end. She's like, you know, they're, the whole family is so wrapped up in the craziness of the holidays that they don't stop and like, we're not we're missing the important part is just the family not mm -hmm. all the trappings and the trimmings and uh yeah just such a great cast and it's held up so well um i mean this is our childhood right here you know it's oh yeah such a great one of course a lot of these will go into uh, our childhood and well speaking of childhood i wanted yeah. to i wanted to kind of take a step way back here and you know i think there's a series of films that i always have cherished since i was a kid that I still like to watch now. And those are the the like claymation movies that came mm -hmm. out. You remember these? Like Rudolph, the Red Yeah, you're talking about Rudolph, talking about the Island Misfit Toys. You're talking about, um, mm -hmm. uh, sorry, the um, Day Without a Santa Claus. Uh, also, Without a um, Santa Claus. Santa, Cla Santa Claus is coming to town. Uh, just, yeah. And yeah, like those films were always really fun and, you know, a clever medium where that kind of style of animation wasn't really being done a lot mm. and we've seen you know we've seen the kind of updated amazing versions like nightmare before christmas is a great example which we'll talk about a little bit here because mm -hmm. it is also a christmas movie um but I, yeah rudolph the Rendos reindeer it's like such a fun movie it's got some really funny humor in it it's really interesting how the animation works and it's also got some lovely songs like it's an all-around great song little by the film. fantastic burl ives because i don't think burl ives playing the snowman yeah <laughs> just perfect and uh what some of my favorite ones i that one's a great one uh, i think another one, big one is of course a year without a santa claus because you got my favorite characters heat miser and uh, mm -hmm. ice yeah <laughs> freeze meister those were just the the best characters ever and those songs are stuck in your head they they definitely have and the other like, one what's the other one they have um the villain is um and the other the one where we're seeing how santa claus is is like he how chris crinkle becomes santa claus you have burger meister 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 yeah it was uh, like his whole thing is take all the toys away no toys yeah. for the kids yeah and that was a mickey rooney playing uh playing chris kringle in that which is kind of fun you know a little hollywood royalty there so mm -hmm. i always like those films and Frosty the Snowman was a fun one too. That was a uh, traditional animation. That was 2D. Yes. Uh, you know, but that's always, you know, I always remember him. Happy birthday. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I, I was like, what's a lamppost? <laughs> it's yeah. like, and I haven't actually liked the the sequel years later. It was, you know, it wasn't, mm -hmm. but with John Goodman, 
Uh, I really like that one too. Where Frosty it the, Returns, right? Yeah, I think Frosty it was Returns was direct to mm-hmm. uh, TV. And, yeah. and I think what's great about these movies, and we're going to keep talking about this, which uh, that's what we do, it's a podcast. But I love the fact that Christmas is like, no matter what, they're always going to play them nonstop on loop. And they keep playing those every year. And of course, uh, you know, I got upstairs as my, um, one of my brothers, he is obsessed with Christmas. This is his favorite holiday. His name is Nick. It's uh, aptly named, uh, but literally his birthday is October, then Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. He does not let up. He talks about Christmas in July and some of us do and we're in our thirties, but it's, it's something about these movies that they just, you can't, you never get tired of them and they have such memorable songs and just, yeah, I, I can't stop watching them. Like, I don't care if I'm 57, I'm going to love them. And, and my parents are too. My dad will like laugh. Cause remember he he'll sing along. And I mean, these are, these are of his youth because when mm-hmm. they first came sure. out so yeah well a movie i think that definitely is always on repeat on christmas eve and christmas day and rightfully so because it's one of the best christmas movies is a christmas story is such a fun movie um this one it always, it always seems to be on like tbs for like a marathon like all day when you know or it comes on a few times but yeah. this is a, it's a fun movie because it has such a style of humor to it that's a little more adult like you're not going to get everything it's more unique to to most uh, christmas movies and i think it's because of the era that it was made you know the time it was made and it just has this funny story of this kid that you know ralphie he he just wants to you know he wants a little action in his life again this is something this is this kind of movie is what would set up a home alone years later is he's not really 100% 100% happy with his life and he keeps having these visions and these dreams of what he could be which, which he thinks will happen if he gets this this BB gun you know he, if he gets that he's he's this he's the lone ranger he's the coolest kid on the planet yeah but we keep seeing these funny moments where life keeps beating him down to reality and it's just like it is a funny movie where like it has these real life jokes and real life issues and you know like the whole bit of them going to the mall to see Santa is like such a funny scene because we're so used to people thinking like, oh, the guy who plays Santa at the mall is the happy guy. It's, you know, and this guy is like, it's like total opposite. You know, he's like, what do you want? Like, hurry up. And the elves are like, hurry up and get on the line. You know, it's so funny. I think that movie is just, it's just, it's got a great chemistry with the family and the, and the whole cast. And yeah, it's one that I, I always love watching, especially when it gets to like right on Christmas Day. Usually we have that on while we're opening presents and stuff. Going back to another great one that has led into, of course, a version that we hold dear. We've talked about this in our, our penumpta premiere episode, excuse me, of course, was the animated version of The Grinch. And what you know what I, I mean, love, yes, and the I, Grinch. The only reason I love that movie so much is because of the song sung by Thurl Ravenscroft. Uh, I just he had that distinct voice that as a kid he wanted to sound like that. You would like do that voice, and well, he was in a he you know he he was a voice actor for Disney. He did a lot of stuff for Disney and a lot of those cartoons. But yeah, he had that super super low voice. Yeah. And, um, the Grinch, you know, the animated Grinch, it is a fun one. It, it's it's it still holds up, and it's got some it's great got kind of a Looney Tune style humor and animation. Mm-hmm. Where the Roadrunner, yeah. that's what I always thought of when I, I saw that film, the kind of the Roadrunner and Wile E. Coyote kind of humor of a lot of the stuff that was going on. And 
I, it, it's a lot of fun, but I think when they decided they were going to do a live action of the Grinch, Jim Carrey, that to me, when I saw that, I saw it in theaters for the first time and Same. still to this day, it's kind of one of those movies you don't have to watch around the holidays because it's, it's Jim Carrey. It's probably my favorite Christmas movie. And it's, it's like I said, my decision in my mind changes every year. But the reason why I love the Jim Carrey Grinch movie is, of course, number one, Jim Carrey as the Grinch is one of the one of his best roles of all time. And it's such a quotable movie. They did such a good job of adapting that to a full length movie. And just, of course, giving him all these moments to really play up the humor. But it still has a lot of heart to it. It has mm-hmm. this, you know, it has that sweet story. And we see him grow through that movie. And we see this this connection with Cindy Lou Who. And we, we see even like him with Max. Like, you know, there's, there's, there's just such a sweetness to it. But some of the scenes are just so, like, laugh out loud a minute type movie. I mean, I especially remember the scene that always... <laughs> got me because i you know i think you and i even from a younger age and this you know that movie came out what in the, the late 90s or 2000 yeah so you know we were like we we're like you know middle school essentially like finishing elementary school middle school so we we're pretty young but i think we already had kind of good idea of how movies are made and about directors and so this movie of course was directed by ron howard so there's that whole great scene where jim carrey as the grinch is clearly mimicking ron howard trying to give directions to max and i just remember that kind of meta moment thinking it was so funny and what a great little scene that they kept in the movie that like he was like making fun of the director of this film in the film i I love yeah that and and i love the the scenes where he's he's like some of these are just to this day you know these were really good quotable moments before they became memes and gifts I just love when he's going to the party and he's like, oh, you know, getting ready. And he's like, ooh, ah, mm, that's what I'm not going. Or when he's like, it's not a dress, it's a cute, Shiko. And I just like, just some of those, like, it just, it, it had such good self-referential humor that he And of like, course, the schedule. The schedule is probably on the best. Four o'clock, while on self-pity, four thirty, stare into the abyss. I mean, like. <laughs> Dinner with me, I can't cancel it again. <laughs> And it was also great makeup. I mean, I know that oh. Jim Carrey has notably said that it was a pain to be in that makeup, but I, you probably can understand putting that stuff on and being in it for hours and hours every day to shoot that film. But they did a great job of taking the concept with the who's are supposed to look like with those kind of pinched noses and everything and the makeup and all the costumes. It was, you know, it was a really well done movie. It was just such a fun production. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to go off one more movie here before we get to a break that, it's kind of in the same time period. I think it's one of those movies that, especially right now, we've, we've joked a lot about our current um, goal to get a PS5, which is still not happened. One day. One day we'll get it. It's probably going to be next year because they just don't, they didn't make enough. But there's a movie that for some people, they really think it's on the fence of a terrible movie. And then for others, they think it's a, one of these Christmas classics, just gold. I'm on the side. I think it's one of those classics. I think it's hilarious. It's a great concept. The concept that no other Christmas movie has tackled. But Jingle All the Way, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad, is such a fun movie. This concept of the dad who was supposed to get the hot toy months ago. Of course, he's the busybody work dad. 
totally forgot about it. Mm-hmm. And now it's like Christmas Eve and he's out with all those parents who wait to the last minute trying to get that toy. And of course, he goes on a crazy adventure and Just it's to get this hilarious toy. Well, to get this and, toy. And, what, and it's like to, he'll go to any lengths to get this toy and hilarity ensues. It's throughout the film to the very end, it is nonstop action, craziness, fun. And what's so great about that plot is like his marriage is suffering. It's like the story could be anything, but you put it at the backdrop of Christmas and you have all this craziness around it. It just makes mm-hmm. it so much more funny. And because Arnold Schwarzenegger, I think he's proven one of the best action stars of all time, but also yeah. one of the best comedic actors. He is honestly done plenty of comedies. Yeah, he's really funny. <laughs> and this is no him playing against opposite Sinbad, which I think Sinbad is very underrated as a comedian. Uh, and especially especially in this film is probably one of Sinbad's best films. It's actually been in quite a few films, but this has got to be one of his best. I think it's his best role. He's just this, you know, down his luck mailman that keeps, he keeps commenting on all the stuff happening in the world. And he kind of becomes this kind of buddy along the way. Although he's also in a way a nemesis because he's also trying to get a turbo man at the yeah, same time. For li- it literally becomes his yeah, live becomes action nemesis. nemesis. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, that was a clever movie. And I thought it's really fun. And I do love, there is that whole scene too, kind of in a similar sense to what Christmas story tackled. There's a scene where Arnold is baited in by the Santa, the mall Santa who's yeah. played by Jim Belushi, right? Yeah. Jim Belushi. Yep. Yeah, Jim Belushi. And we find out that he has like a whole underground toy ring at some factory where <laughs> yeah, he, you know, the, like, whole, the whole scam. This is like what Facebook Marketplace is now. So be careful out yeah. there. I know for a fact. Uh, but it's like. And they go to like, you know, it's like a Santa Con looking like convention thing, but it's like a warehouse and all these people are making toys. It's like a black market. Yeah. And of course, he. <laughs> He buys a Turbo Man, but then it's it turns out to be a Spanish Turbo Man, and all the pieces are. And then this huge fight scene happens, and I mean, at one point, you know, there's a giant tall Santa Claus, and at one point Arnold like hits a midget Santa Claus yeah. and flies across. I mean, it's like, it's just like funny. It's like you know they they really, and the late great Phil Hartman, who plays the kind of like nerdy nosy neighbor who yeah. wants his wife was was another great character in that movie who just really he was playing that that all-american dad you know i've had johnny's turbo man rested under the tree you know? i just love the scene like he's like oh he's like oh these cookies oh my <laughs> god he me. put that cookie down put the cookie down he's like who told you keep so my, my wife's cookies yeah it's just like the just yeah it's it's a shame that there it, it was rated really bad, but I think it's coming around to still be like one of those greats because yeah, I I could watch that year round and I'm actually excited because I need to watch that add to my list this year again. It's like a little a little cult classic kind of thing. But anyway, well, I've been having a lot of fun with this so far, but we're mm-hmm. gonna take a little break here. And when we come back, we're gonna continue talking about some of our favorite holiday movies and we'll also talk about some holiday TV stuff. Ho ho ho! Celebrity Cruises is proud to present Celebrity Captains, home for the holidays. Good morning. This is your captain speaking, Sir Sean Connery, wishing you a fine day upon the vessel. Tonight, I'm inviting you all to the open deck for the captain's toast. You will all be offered a complimentary beverage of eggnog champagne. I guess it's a new concoction. 
I'm sure I'll have mine shaken, not stirred. So come on down tonight to the open deck to toast me, the best Bond ever. Thank you. Whoa! It's your captain here, Captain Christopher Walken. They call me Chris. Well, maybe not. Stick with Captain. It's more professional. I'm very happy to have you here on this maiden voyage of the holiday season. Whether you celebrate Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Ramadan, or Christmas, happy holidays from here on the bridge. And to all you people, you know, enjoy the buffet. Good afternoon. This is your commander of the ship, Marlon Brando, speaking from the bridge. I just wanted to take a moment to wish you all happy holidays. It's gonna be a contender. A contender to be the best holiday season you ever had. And I'm not stopping at nothing. We're gonna have the biggest tree, the brightest lights, the best gifts, the tastiest gingerbread. Oh, I love gingerbread and candy canes as far as the eye can see. It'll be a holiday celebration you can't refuse. This, I promise you. So once again, this is your God Captain, Marlon Brando, speaking from the bridge. Enjoy your day in port. Go get a cannoli. Uh, it's Captain McConaughey here, and uh, I just want to just take this brief moment, a moment of silence, to just appreciate the times we have with our family and friends. All right, moment's over. Now it's time to party here. We're going to have some great time. We'll get some martinis and you and you and you. It's just great. You know, we are here enjoying the holiday festivities, and I'm just feeling groovy and great, and I'm just ready to ho, ho, ho. All right, all right, all right. Ho, 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 ho. Hi, everybody. It's me, Pee-wee, and I can't believe it's Christmas time. Well, I have a question for all of you. Are you on the nice list or the naughty list? Well, come on down to the library so we can figure it all out. I'm playing Santa's Little Elf, and I'm sure I'll have some sugar cookies and some milk. It's gonna be fabulous! So come on down later this afternoon. Hope to see you there. Oh, hello, dears. This is your captain here for Denial Fire. Oh, we have a great day. Remember, kids, it's still term that you can be on the nice list, dears. And all those naughty kids are still time to change your ways, dear. Oh, because remember, Santa's watching you, and so am I, because I'm friends of the security team, dear. So that man over there stealing thirds, please lay off that buffet, dear. Oh, goodness gracious. So book your holiday destination today. Celebrity Cruises presents Celebrity Captains, home for the holidays. Expect the unexpected. Oh, oh, oh. Hello there, and happy holidays. It's me, Tommy. And it's uh, me, Bobby. We have an incredible service to tell you guys about. That's right, Bobby. You know, it's been a tough year for us all. What with the pandemic and all. Oh, yeah. In tough times, buying presents for your loved ones can be uh, financially difficult. And that's where we come in. We take any of those useless gifts you never used, and we make them look all nice and neat so you can re-gift them. We turn secondhand into firsthand. We turn garbage into gold. And in turn, we are freeing up some of the storage space in your closet now. For a limited time only, we are doing a special $14.99 deal. That's right, folks. Only $14.99 to professionally touch up your unwanted junk. This special package includes cleaning, re I love using that barcode machine. 
Got there off of eBay and gift wrapping. Oh, that's a steal, folks. And that's not $14.99 per gift. No. For this weekend only, if you use the code word CHEAP, it's $14.99 for a whole family's worth of gifts. Trust us. When we say we are practically giving you this thing away, you won't find a better deal in here, downtown, uptown, anytime. Act now and visit our website, www.regifters.com, or call 1-888-REGIFT to start your regifting process today. Your family will love it, and so will your wallet. Happy holidays. And we're back. Oh, that was so lovely. Oh, that was a lovely break. Doesn't that put you yeah. in the spirit? We had a little gingerbread cookie. We had a little hot cocoa. Very Which nice. Always two marshmallows. Sometimes three. Anyway. <laughs> Three's too so, much. One's not enough. Yeah. Well, we're back. And I wanted to jump in here with, we did mention it in the first half, but I want to talk about it now. It's always fun when you see a movie that combines different holidays into the same movie. And none has done it better than The Nightmare Before Christmas, which if you were to ask someone, do you think it's a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie? Well, it's really a Christmas movie is what the majority of that movie is. It's about, you know, these, these monsters, I guess you could say, these, these beings from a Halloween world that are trying to do their own version of Christmas. And Halloween had just ended when the movie like starts. And they're all like, you know, 365 days to the next Halloween. So it's like, it's, mm-hmm. it's a Halloween themed movie but it's really about Christmas. And I think Tim Burton's, you know, his vision for this, this whole world where, you know, I love that idea that in this kind of haunted wood, there's these trees to different holiday lands and you got Halloween town. I'm sure you have Easter town and Valentine's town. And then you have, it's actually Easter Island. (laughs) That's what, that's what it is. (laughs) No statues. Um, But I love it. I love it when, you know, when Jack first gets to go into Christmas town and it's like, he's been sent right to the North pole. And Mm -hmm. do you remember we've talked about before in the podcast, but as fans of the kingdom hearts game series, I did like that in kingdom hearts two, you know, they've, they've up until they didn't have it for three, but they've always had like a nightmare before Christmas world in kingdom hearts. But in the second one, a majority of it was at the North Pole. You're actually going to the North Pole and going through like Santa's shop and stuff, his factory. I thought that was really cool that they incorporated yeah, that into the that, game from the movie. That was, that was fun. And I think the concept that Nightmare Before Christmas does well with Kingdom Hearts did very well is the different worlds. I think we're always fascinated with that where there's these multiple either dimensions or multiple realities, multiple worlds. And I thought, what a, if you really think about it, it's such a really well thought out concept of a film because mm-hmm. they don't explore it enough because there's only two, you know, there's the real world and then there's Halloween and, and Christmas town, but there's so much, like there's enough that they could do sequels. They could do, but it's just teased enough that again, the mind of Burton is just amazing. And Burton and Disney, it's a, it's a very winning combination. And that movie just, and also we got some great songs that when you're, when he first says Christmas town, what's this? And like all the, all the mm-hmm. music in that film was just great. Danny Elfman again, our hats off to him. Main limit. Um, I wanted to cross a little bit over to TV for a second here. Um, the first thing I want to talk about, because it's always made me laugh, it's such a funny idea, is I'm a huge fan, I'm sure you are as well, Taylor, of the show Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. And there was a point, I can't remember exactly what season it was, 
there was a point where Seinfeld kind of came up with this idea of a new holiday around Christmas time called Festivus. Mm-hmm. A Festivus for the rest of us. And this is where George Costanza's dad, Frank, had come up for this holiday in his family. And it had all these weird traditions that had nothing really to do with Christmas, but there was like a poll that was supposed to happen. And at one point they were going to like wrestle each other. And the whole idea was that Frank at one point is able to like say what he thinks about people. <laughs> he says, you know, I got a lot of problems with you people. And it was just such yeah. a funny concept. And like Kramer is fully you know, first on, on board. And then at one point he's like, you know, Frank, this, uh, this holiday is a little, you know, he's like, yeah. it's a little, little out there. <laughs> But I, I've always loved the Festivus episode. I thought that was such a fun new take on a, a holiday kind of idea for a show. Um, another show that you and I love a lot that has had a fair amount of some really great Christmas episodes is, of course, The Office. Yes. Um, they've always done really well to have, they have pretty solid Halloween episodes, but their Christmas episodes, I think, are some of their best. Well, there's a great um, thing about that show is, of course, with all the little like parties they have and their mm-hmm. Christmas parties always get out of hand <laughs> just, just some of the some of the most fun and of course michael always wanting to be santa and you know he has to be he has to be mr claus <laughs> it's just, just yeah that one there's that one episode i think it's season six if yes. i'm not mistaken is that with one where phyllis or phyllis uh, phyllis has been allowed to play santa and so michael being upset decides to change instead to play jesus <laughs> yes and he's on the he's on the phone with david wallace and he's like david do you know who i'm dressed up as right now uh king of kings jesus christ and he, he he's so upset that someone else has played his starring role that he just sits there so angry at the microphone and he keeps he keeps making comments and jokes about people in the office it's so cringy but it's like so funny but they had moroccan christmas one year yes they had the Benihana Christmas episode where they end up going to Benihana and, you know, that's where Michael and Andy keep flirting with the waitresses and then taken back to the office. But Michael can't tell which one is his it's new girlfriend. Mark, the Mark Mark's one. Girls. Oh, um, my God. And of course, that classic first one where they're playing, you know, I think we all do it around Christmas. We do the white elephant gift. But mm-hmm. usually, what do you do? You It's like you, you put a, a limit, right? You put 20 bucks, 25 bucks. And Michael buys a video iPod. <laughs> yeah. And he's just going to town about how like, well, and then he ends up doing Yankee Swap and oh, it becomes such a, a mayhem episode. But a lot of those were also sweet. You know, that was the one where uh, Jim had got the the teapot with all the little bonus gifts for mm-hmm. Pam. And in the end, she ended up trading Dwight and getting the teapot back. So mm-hmm. I, I do like the Christmas episodes on The Office. Another great show that had, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say another great show that had, I think, good holiday episodes in general. But Christmas was good. I think Friends. Friends did a great job. Friends as one of the first, yeah, as one of the first like sitcoms to do that. Um, That was a lot of fun. Also, one show I grew up with, and I don't know, because I don't think we ever talked about this. We're learning new things about each other, folks. Um, (laughs) Did you ever watch Home Improvement? Oh yeah. yes. There were some great there were some great holiday episodes of that. I think that was a lot of fun because there were there was good holiday episodes in general, but the Christmas ones were a lot of fun. And um fun fact actually, uh there's a he show be he's gonna be doing finishing nine seasons, last man standing, Tim Allen's been doing, which is great because he's a instead of uh, home improvement where he was a dad of 
all these boys. He's the dad of all these women, uh, all the girls. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a crossover episode coming up where he's going to meet Tim the Toolman Taylor. And like literally, they're gonna have he's gonna play himself double roles. Wow, that's coming out next cool. year. So I'm excited about that. But some of those fun sitcoms with the Christmas ones, I think Big Bang Theory did a couple of those. Big uh, Bang Theory always did some fun ones, especially because you know that the concept of gift giving. And I still remember one of the best episodes was Penny was at a loss of what to get Sheldon, and she ended up giving him a napkin that had been wiped you know, the face with of um Leonard, oh gosh, Nimoy. Leonard, Nimoy. Leonard Nimoy and Sheldon usually is a person that doesn't you know although he talks about not showing big emotion he always of course shows a lot of big emotion but the way Jim Parsons plays this scene where she's like oh it's just he's like a napkin and he's like well Leonard Nimoy used it at my restaurant so I thought you might like it and he starts to like shake and he's like do you know what I can do with this I can clone my own Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like freaking out. Oh, uh, I gotta take a, a I, I gotta take a sidestep to completely different. We go to animated TV shows, oh. and uh, we're talking about another great series that I think later seasons and eh, not so much, but some of the original uh, series was good. Of course, SpongeBob SquarePants, and mm-hmm. one of my favorite episodes, of course, was uh, the very first Christmas where Sandy is introducing bikini bottom to christmas because they never heard of it and it just it's just very funny just again that humor and they're like the whole song and squidward of course is the scrooge where he's like oh, i hate christmas you know and like who wants a jolly prowler coming to your house and leave gifts and patrick's like look a genie but just like the fact that they're trying and then of course squidward has to uh, I like we're giving synopsis to these shows if you haven't watched them yet. But that was a lot of fun. I like the Christmas themed episodes of SpongeBob. That was a fun animated one. There's a couple of animated well, the, shows. The Simpsons, the Simpsons have done a lot of great yeah, ones. And then also guy, Family, guy, family guy. Family Guy, I always loved. They had that one, one of the earlier Christmas episodes where it was like a parody album of Christmas songs okay. that Peter was singing. And at one point he's like, I brought these gifts for you. They're up in my bum. <laughs> <laughs> and he was doing like parody versions of the songs. But yeah, it's always, I always think it's fun, especially, you know, with movies. There are some movies where we do get a, a, a Christmas scene to play time. For example, as we talked about Halloween, Harry Potter. Harry Potter typically has at some point a Christmas scene because it's usually a big plot point of, Harry doesn't really ever go home for the holidays. He likes to stay at the school and we see the time pass. And usually this is when we start to see a little bit of more plot going on when he's stuck at school and usually Hermione and Ron go to their families. So he's got time, you know, but yeah, a lot of these fun TV shows again, where he's following the season from, you know, typically when school would start. It gets you in the mood because you're watching Mm -hmm. it around the same time the seasons for like get ready for this halloween episode of the simpsons so it gets you into that frame of mind like you feel more connected to the characters in the show because you're like oh we're celebrating the holiday together and they're usually dealing with real things that are happening mm-hmm. you know late with getting gifts uh having to cut a tree thinking of cutting the tree have we not talked about another great christmas movie oh my gosh christmas we, yeah. vacation yes yes christmas <laughs> vacation is probably my I, I might have to say my favorite vacation movie um it's probably the one i've watched the most of the vacation movies 
But of course, the great Chevy Chase, our you know Clark Griswold. And this is all a movie about you know his all his family's coming to his house for Christmas. So he's gonna have a lot of people, and he's just that dad that likes to go above and beyond. And his house has like so many lights on it. I mean, it's like insane. Well, you, and, if you saw our if you saw our house, uh, it is it is pretty close to. Is it like Clark Griswold? Uh, yes. Well, I'll just say out? we have a lot of blow ups at our house you know we've got um mm. scooby-doo we got spongebob so and my as i said my brother nick he loves christmas so much that um literally if you ask him what he wants for his birthday he just wants blow-ups it's like we're running out of space on our lawn so but yeah there's that great he's just a very inept like kind of bumbling idiot but he has this such charm because he's just wants everyone to have the best time and all the movies he's got a lot of heart yes. a lot of heart it's a lot of but great there's that great there. scene where they they go out and you know they want to want to find a Christmas tree. Yes. And Audrey and Ross, you know, they're, uh, Russ are like, Dad, you know, a, a Big Bang Theory, Johnny Galecki right there. Yeah. Um, you know, they're like, Do we have to go out here to get. And he's like, it's all part of the process. You know, he's like, he, he thinks it's some big, kind of like uh, mission to find this tree. And there's this great scene where they they find the tree and it's all like perfect looking and it's huge and it's like glowing like, like with this aura. Yeah. And then they take it home and you know <laughs> the thing is that they get out there and they're like. How are we gonna cut the tree down, Dad? And it's like, boom! Like forgot the saw. Yeah. So they have this great picture of the tree on the roof of their car, with all the roots <laughs> still Just in it, like out. as if they, yeah. like they pulled it out somehow. But I love that scene where they they get the tree finally into the the house, and it's all been you know roped up. Yeah. And it's like, here we go. <laughs> cut the rope, and it like spreads out and keeps breaking lamps and breaking windows and like chaos ensues and of course later on in the movie there's a squirrel in yeah. the tree that they never found just all these great bits and gotta love uh randy quaid who's always been hilarious cousin, as cousin, cousin Eddie, Ed. probably one of his, one of his best oh best man oh. so funny so just, good yeah it's it's a great it's a great christmas movie it has a lot of heart to it but a lot of great humor um i'm trying to think what's another one that i'm like really fond of hey, they're, they're, well i will there's a one and i don't know if I remember this one it wasn't really it was set around christmas but i really loved it and you know there's not a lot of good movies about snowmen out there and we got to give credit to the movie jack frost with michael keaton do you ever see that michael film can i have seen that movie a long time ago it was very cheesy but i i it did it did have a nice little message at the end um but that was that Fun was fact a- about that movie it was supposed to be george clooney Really? And it animated the snowman to be George Clooney. And because of budget cuts, they didn't have time to reanimate. So the face actually is meant to be someone else. And so Michael Keane got the role. They just kept the animation they'd already done and had him voice for that. How about that? Two Batmans uh, for the same role. <laughs> well, one really great Batman, one we don't talk about. Yeah, he doesn't um, want to talk about it either. Guess who? Uh, uh, well, I remember that movie. That, yeah. That's, and you know, I always think that movie probably had it been done today with a little more CGI action, probably would have worked a little better. Mm-hmm. But it, it is a fun message, and I do like when those there's type of movies where if a character's you know supposedly passed, finding ways to you know bring them back through a Christmas miracle or yeah, a Christmas. Magic, yeah. The magic of Christmas, you know? and we gotta, we gotta, and then you know, one great. Uh, we're talking about we talk about TV shows, but if you look at direct to TV movies, 
uh, Disney, DCOM, was incredible for creating a lot of great uh, on-screen films that were very cheesy, but they were a lot of fun. There was a lot of really good uh, holiday movies. I remember uh, some of you used, like, I remember the, um, there was one, it was the, I think it was the perfect uh, Christmas wish or whatever, where they, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Santa can control the weather and these kids get this weather machine. And so, you know, hijinks ensue and, and things like that. So that was like, there was a lot of like fun ones like that. But of course, if you go on the other end of the spectrum, there are movies that people will still debate to this day that it's actually a Christmas movie, even though uh, Christmas does not play a huge part of the film. And of course, uh, you could have a whole episode about this, but <laughs> there's a couple of them. Two of them I will throw out there. One would be Gremlins, where technically mm-hmm. it's been Christmas, and it's about a gift uh, that's not the best gift. Uh, and... <laughs> and also about kids not paying attention to their parents there's a lesson for you and i think the other one would have to be of course yippee Kaye, die hard die hard yes this has long been a uh toss-up of is die hard technically a christmas movie well i kind of i always go with if it's set around a certain time period it's technically a christmas movie because you know we can't we can barely get past midnight on halloween before christmas music starts playing on the radio i mean it's like november 1st it's christmas season i mean it's like insane so the movie takes place what in december right it's supposed to be Mm -hmm. like christmas so i'm like yeah it's a christmas movie it's an action movie it's a great action movie but it's a christmas movie one i I just surprised i didn't brought it up before because i have actually gone to play this character on stage i was waiting now. i was waiting for you to say it and i was gonna bring oh it up, maybe but... uh, this, this is our uh <laughs> we're saving it for the end here yes we are um is will ferrell starring as buddy the elf in the movie elf directed by john favreau this is a this is one of those movies where it's a great concept it's a great plot um the idea of a baby who is an orphan or he believes is an orphan is snuck his way into Santa's bag of toys mm-hmm. and gets to the North Pole. And since he's already there, they're like, well, the, the, the elves will take care of him. Well, they raise him as if he's an elf. <laughs> but of course, he's a human. And he's Will Ferrell, who is a giant human. I mean, I met the man. Yeah. He's, you know, he's like 6'4". You know, he's, he's always been a very big presence. So this concept of all these elves probably only get to a certain height and he still wearing elf clothing. He is, of course, twice their height. He's huge. All the stuff at the North Pole is made for small people. I mean, that scene of him trying to shower and take a bath and like that (laughs) very small thing. Slapping himself with water. So great. And this whole great story of, you know, him, (laughs) I don't know why it took him so long, but him, you know, around 30 years of age kind of starting to realize that something's up and then he overhears some of the elves saying if he hasn't caught on to the fact that he's a human yet he never will and he realizes that he's not an elf he's in fact a human and so he goes on this great journey to go to new york city to meet his paternal dad his meet his, his dad walter and of course walter is on the naughty list i know which is more, great more concept of, again this you know we have this story all the time the overworked businessman who is not giving his family the love they need mm-hmm. ends up, you know, like really, if you think of it, the way the movie goes, 
Buddy doesn't really change in the movie. He goes through some changes. He kind of starts to understand a little more about human nature, but he kind of remains the same. What ends up happening is Walter changes. You know, by the end, Walter quits his job and he ends up, you know, being there for the family. And that's that's one of those sweet messages we like to see where the problem person changes. But it's such a fun movie. It's a movie where like sometimes, well, I'll say this much. I think it's a fun first half. And then it always loses me a little bit in the second half. It loses me when it's the whole the um, Central Park thing with the Central Park Rangers. Yeah. It always felt like it turned into an action movie and I didn't really get what they were going with that. I think the musical did a better version of that. So as I was saying, I've had the pleasure of playing Buddy in the musical version of the musical, which that came out back in like, I think 2012, 2013 on Broadway. So it's been done quite a bit now in the States. And I think it's a solid version of the movie onto the stage there's a couple yeah. different changes that you know wouldn't really work for the stage but i think it's a fun uh version and it's got a lot of great music the songs in it are so fun so peppy it's very broadway it's like it's such a fun time and that's when one of my favorite roles i've ever gotten to play i mean playing that character is just like you're ejected with so much joy you have to be so happy the entire time you know it's like this just, is, ah, but that's it's perfect a for movie. you <laughs> yeah. yeah it was perfect for me and it's it is a fun movie and i i always wondered if they would ever return to that material for a sequel or something you know maybe about maybe about buddy's son you know in the future so yeah there's a yeah but i i would i would hope that one day i get to uh, enjoy uh, seeing you in that role because I've always seen your post about it. You look fantastic in the role. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's what a what a great another great modern classic as that's you know new generations are getting to enjoy that as well. So yeah, and of course uh, we we just had our pick last week, and uh, something again about these holiday movies, uh, the, some of the big theme or shows the big theme about uh, you know becoming a better person or going back to the person you used to be and you know knowing that sometimes the uh, holidays get crazy and to a little bit maybe more of an exaggerated version of what we see in real life but sometimes mm-hmm. you know real when fiction meets reality uh you know but it's there's something about these movies that because they're so relatable because we've all been there it doesn't matter if it's um any time during the year but especially the holidays it's the important time to realize what is really important yes and understanding that sometimes you got to change uh to go through that you know a lot of these stories and movies we talked about in this episode are as i said there's there's always kind of someone in maybe a darker place in their life than they would you know choose to be and usually it's because a b and c and d have happened that led them to where they are now and they have to kind of go through a bit of a yeah maybe a little over the top adventure that wouldn't necessarily happen in real life to find themselves again and so we leave you with this folks this is the holiday season you know we we definitely want you all to have a very happy holiday uh whether you celebrate christmas kwanzaa hanukkah whatever you celebrate i'm a dog it's uh, yeah hope it's a, a fun time and we're, we're looking forward to a new year and we, we definitely wish you all the best for 2021. And we, we've been so thankful, as we said, that you've followed us on the journey so far. This has been such a blast to put this season together so far. We can't, yes. it's kind of crazy to think, you know, we've been live on the air now for about seven months. 
and this is our 30th full episode. We've been doing these potential picks and a couple of little bonus things here and there. And it's just been like, this all was like just a, a mere vision we had back in like, I think February or something yeah, of a, this year. Yeah, it was a simple conversation that we had, t- we had talked and joked about both of us, Chris and I, uh, people are talking right now. Uh, we had uh, developed a passion for podcasts and I think more recent years, uh, especially uh-huh. with me, myself, I was on the road and I had a lot of time and when I was in New York. I was walking all the time. Yeah. So I was just listening so to podcasts. We had a lot of, we had a lot of time on our hands to listen to it. And we just thought this would be a great medium. Well, not only in, you know, not to be sappy here, but you and I, we've, our friendship's gotten better. I think uh, we've, mm-hmm. we're strengthening our friendship because we have to talk to each other every week. So hopefully we like each other. Uh, but uh, it's like, speak for yourself. Uh, I think it's been a great experience because we didn't know where this was going to go, but we've been very happy with it and we're looking forward to doing more. And yeah, we would, without this podcast, we'd just be sitting here talking to ourselves and recording it and never listening to it again. But with this fun medium, we get to have fun with you guys and just kind of spitball and just this, what this podcast is, is just us enjoying what we enjoy about entertainment and pop culture and being nerds it's just so it's been a lot of fun i'm i've been loving each and every moment yeah it's been it's you know again the pandemic although it's been mostly devastating has had its pros and you know without this kind of extra time uh i don't know if this first season would have happened the way it would have so um you know a bit of a pros and cons there but this is our last episode for season one um, so we're going to be taking a short hiatus for a little bit until we come back with the season two in 2021, but we're not going to be gone for the entire time. We're still going to be bringing you content each week. We're just not be doing our full episodes until season two. We're going to be continuing our potential picks, right, Taylor? That's right, Chris. Yeah. So as we said, we're going to be keep bringing you content of our fun reviews, which we call the potential picks where our pick of the week, where we talk about the latest and greatest, or maybe not so greatest, but the latest of movies, shows, uh, video games, books, whatever that we kind of decide to take a fancy to and check out. So of course, stay tuned for those. And as always, you can always keep up on our social pages, our Instagram, our Facebook, uh, which we also have the email. Email we started with the potential podcast at yahoo.com. Uh, we ask you to check in, email us because we want to hear your thoughts because we're going to be preparing for next season. So we've got a lot of time on our hands until then. And we will announce that date uh, in the near future of when you can expect our full return for our podcast episode. So please keep staying tuned and keep having fun with us because uh, that's what this podcast is all about. That's right, Tyler. So uh, thanks again for tuning in today for our big final episode. Again, a little thank you for our special guests that were along for the ride this season. Uh, we really appreciate you guys being on. It was such a pleasure to have you guys. And uh, we hope you guys have the, the best holiday season and a happy new year. And we will see you guys next year in 2021. So always remember, know no, your potential. We got it on the wrong speed there. Taylor always likes to do this so slow. One more time. Let's try one more time. One more time. Okay. And And remember, know your potential. Nailed it. Love it.
Maybe one day we'll actually learn the 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 instrument. Yeah, maybe one day next year. Thanks for listening to the Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Potential Podcast, or on Twitter at the Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.